for another hour of the Chicken Liquor Hour. We have a uh, returning guest, the uh, most frequented, frequented, is that the right word? Yeah, the most frequented guest that we have on the Chicken Liquor Hour. We have uh, Dr. Clark and uh, Big Keys are both back in the building to uh, draw some hard-hitting news on the culture and talk about the real stuff that no one else is talking about. So I'm going to jump right in it. Keeks, if you were to slap someone at an award show, <laughs> what would be the reason you slap them? What award show would it be? And what award would you be winning? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I see what you're... Yeah. So I do this and disgrace myself, but then still be rewarded. <laughs> Yeah, oh, you careful, still get the award. Keegan, be careful. Be, tread lightly. <laughs> they're, they're coming. They're coming for everyone. Right. That's, that's fair, but I mean, you know, like, I I feel like I'm pretty safe in this day and age as a straight white male. So I mean, like, you know, like that's not a thing that's happening, right? Like my status. Although, my status. Well, yeah. The the world's attacking white men. Y'all don't have it easy anymore. So we kind of no, feel right. sympathy for you all. So what what award show would it be, Keeks? Hmm. Mine would be key. Uh, Jacory's would be the source of. <laughs> I, I want them to bring back the source of words. Actually, I mean, I was trying to. I was trying to. I mean, I guess this is a little too specific, but like thinking about like leadership awards night, <laughs> and just like because remember who was it that used to host it and they had that like corny ass banter back and forth. I'm not gonna say their names, but a yeah. nice married a married couple from where we used to for our Oh to shit, that was them, man. <laughs> that was before I got to know them. Yeah, I still, I still neither of them would be the answer. <laughs> like most of the people I don't really like are now, I guess, either gone. So I guess it can't be work related. Hold on, wait a minute. So I just want to clarify leadership awards. Are the awards that was given out at a at a university that some of us have worked at uh, together uh, at the end of the school year, and it's given out to all the uh, it's like faculty and staff from around our uh, division. Is that is that a good explanation? Correct. Yeah, and it's just like corny as hell. It's just it's corny and and silly. It's not like anything too serious. But um, so women, you would slap you would slap one of them that's hosting. <laughs> It's not like I wanted to, like, I mean, obviously I couldn't remember who it was. I just remember the first time in there with you and I just kept looking at you being like, is this, is this shit for real? And you were like, welcome, welcome to the show, Keegan. <laughs> but like, God, it's crazy. I don't have an immediate answer. Like most of the people I truly hate, I got some political names throughout out there. They're not even the ones you would necessarily think. <laughs> Barack Obama. We you know what? Oh, yeah. Okay, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Jacory Jacory saw right through it. He knows. For ruining this country, Obama. <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm not sure what award show it would be. Like, I'm I could see him at a lot of them, but I think really thinking about it, I wanna I wanna slap the shit out of Bill Maher. <laughs> Even when I was like a stereotypical like 16-year-old liberal, like straight up Bill Maher like got on my fucking nerves good pick because i just was like this like he hides way way too much behind the like oh i'm the edgy like tells it like it is and i'm gonna really i i'm gonna say this shit just because i think i could get away with it under the guise of comedy and it's not like he ever triggered me but i was like no you're just like you're just kind of a like a shallow piece of shit and he's only gotten worse now that like yep. 
level of wealth has massively increased. And now he's like, oh, I hate the woke left and like all these like feminists and and all that. And he gives like all these like talking points to like moderates, but really like it's old ass boomers and like moderate conservatives are the only ones who like him anymore. When so- we were teenagers, he was actually edgy. And now he just like is disrespectful and so out of date. Like you've seen a lot of these people become that, which we talk about this at work. White people have taken woke and canceled and gentrified the hell out of that and took it like when when we started saying woke, it was to eat to other black people. Like, hey, stay woke. You know how these white folk get like that's what it's yep, supposed yep. to be. And they didn't totally took it. And it's not what it was at all. And the whole cancel thing, then they didn't taken that. And all just like they take dances and like Elvis sound, rock and rolls like Elvis that sound like something white people would do. You're correct. My, my apologies. My apologies. You saying they stole and appropriated something in a completely like just like twist and change the meeting to their um, as a history major. That doesn't sound accurate. Well, as a history major, I know my history will, and I don't remember that at all in U.S. <laughs> uh, Jacory, what award show are you slapping someone at, and who is it? It would be the VMAs. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, wait a before you move forward. That makes if someone told you that Will Smith slapped a presenter at an award show, you would think it was the VMAs. Just throwing yeah. that out there. Because I, I really want to go to the VMAs. So I feel like the VMAs is like a huge party. And I know they have an open bar. So I feel like it's just, <laughs> it's an amazing night. Um, I'd probably slap Kanye West just because I'm so tired of hearing about him. Like, <laughs> even if it's like neutral, so I just don't want to hear any more stories about him aside from him dropping music. That's it. Yeah, you go up and shut the fuck up and slap. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. make music. Just make music. He opens his mouth to say anything. <laughs> Is the VMA still, I mean, we're older now, specifically me and Keegan. Are the VMAs still like a big thing for like 20-year-olds, though? Like when the VMAs would come on for us, we we would drop everything to go watch it. We knew who was nominated. We couldn't wait to watch it and stuff. I don't think it's don't really think. that anyway. Like it's still a big deal, but I don't think people are like canceling plans to watch the VMAs. No, yeah, we we would can we would have canceled some plans to watch the VMAs back because it was I mean the v, the Video Music Awards and then the MTV Movie Awards. So the VMAs was during the summer, right? And the Movie Awards was like at the end of the summer or early fall or something like September. Because like I definitely remember like the MTV Movie Awards always had like a bunch of like they always put like in like a lot of effort for some of the sketches and stuff that they did. Oh man, the MTV Movie Awards was so dope because. They had the best skits and sketches all the time. And I remember the the Jim Carrey's of the world, the Will Smith's, the Tom Cruise's, all the all the big stars was always at the MTV Awards. So but also MTV ain't even like it was. But MTV just plays what preg- 16 and pregnant and ridiculousness all the time. Ridiculousness back to back for like six hours every day. <laughs> It's so wild, bro. I miss, hey man, I miss when MTV like had, what had so many shows. Like, what happened? Remember, like they had what a uh, diary, the cribs. Uh, y'all remember the show Made? Yeah, yeah. Like Made was really dope. They had all the dope shows, and now it's just sixteen and pregnant, eighteen and pregnant. She's coming back and pregnant again, and she's still pregnant. Oh, did he get somebody else pregnant? And then ridiculousness for eight hours. Now, was True Life MTV or was that VH1? That was MTV. Okay, so True Life, um, if you really knew me, Scarred, like, like they had some really good shows back in the day. Hey, True and True Life was deep though. 
true life didn't play around. I remember being like a 11, 12, 13 year old watching that. Like, I want to go on this show one day and talk about my life. It would have been boring as shit if I went on true life. <laughs> but yeah, Diary, which one was Diary the one they followed celebrities? Like, if they was on tour and all the behind the scenes stuff, like they would follow celebrities and all that. You I think, I think you think you know, but you have no idea. This is the diary of Keegan Malcolm. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what that was. Uh, yeah, by the way, yeah. um, if I was slapping somebody, it would be like at the NBA awards, and I would every time Shaq gets in an argument and brings up rings, I got rings, rings, rings. Me, Chuck, I would slap the shit out of him. Like, stick to the topic, nigga. Stick to the damn topic, because I rings, ring, because he gets so sensitive. To be honest. He really is. So, like, I love Shaq, and like, he'll have some moments where he's like, he'll like, he'll tell <laughs> stories, or he'll like be really emotional sometimes, and, and talk about like a lot of it. Like, he really, but but yeah, and then just every now and then something will get under his skin, or it'll be about him, or be a criticism, or something that he's he feels a certain way about, and he just turns into a little. To quote one of my favorite words for for Will, I mean, he turns into a little bitch boy. I mean, like. <laughs> like he, he turns into a bitch boy. He does. Like it's funny because Chuck is the least sensitive out of all of them because they go at Chuck for everything from him being fat to getting arrested back in the day to no rings, the big losses, everything. And he takes everything in stride, laughs everything off. But then it's Kenny and Shaq. They both get a little sensitive, and Shaq definitely for real. But maybe that's also what makes him great. Also, but I would slap him every time he tells someone to Google him or rings, 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 because they they won't even talk about rings. And he goes straight into the rings. Like, is that all you have, bro? Like, come on. So, yeah, by the way, um, I will say Candace Parker and Dwayne Wade are really good on uh, Inside the NBA as well. Just want to throw that in there. And that ESPN is just trying to catch up with Inside the NBA. They have nothing that is near Inside the NBA at all. No, uh, it's. Truly, the craziest thing to me growing up is like, because even when we were kids, MTV already had that joke of like, MTV doesn't even do music anymore. But like, like you had told me when I was like, even a teenager that like, I would hate ESPN the way that I do <laughs> after growing up with it. And like, just like its heyday in like the 90s and the early 2000s, I would have been shocked. Mm-hmm. And then just, it is driven itself into the ground. But they. Like there's some competition, but like who's gonna compete with them? Like correct. It's almost it's kind of like like with Apple. Apple knows they can do whatever, throw any kind of bullshit out. Like what y'all gonna do about it? Y'all still gonna buy it? So do you not? Do you watch ESPN at all, Keegan? I mean, like if I'm ever watching sports, not like shows, not like actual. Oh no, yeah, like no, especially like when back when I was like just before I moved here and I was living with my parents. Yeah, like. Dad still watched the stuff. So like around the horn um, and a couple of the other shows, like, and even then that got on me. Cause I was like, they talk about this, all of them talk about the same shit. And so I one every day, but like, by the time you watch, like pardon the interruption, the older I got, I was like, I can't watch this shit. Like, it's just, it's crotchety old men yelling at each other. And it's funny. I used to love that when I was 13. I yeah. was loving these old men arguing. I always liked, I had to be in the mood for Around the Horn, but I, mm-hmm. I liked Around the Horn and a couple other things. Um, I was always a big fan on on Poppy, you know, with uh, on 
Dan Lambertard. Like, if I anything, miss that. he was probably my favorite because I felt like even as silly as they could be, he was still at least trying to bring um, pretty much anything most of the time with like, um, God, what was it? Um, Bomani Jones. That's what I, I was going to say because that's what I was going to ask you. That's what I was going to say that. I have certain personalities and people that I like from ESPN, but I don't necessarily like most of the shows. So I love anything Bomani Jones is on because he has a very unique viewpoint and he knows what he's talking about. And he never comes at something in a hateful way and tries to attack somebody either. And he looks at things from so many different views. Um, so Dan Lebertard, Bomani Jones and Poppy, they was dope together. Um, I love, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dominique Foxworth. He's really dope as well. I like him a lot. Um, I like Ryan Clark, but I actually like Ryan Clark more away from some of those shows because he just be yelling and shit on those shows. Now that he didn't used to do all that all the time. Now, ESPN has basically just turned into let's yell and argue over each other all the time. And remember shows like Sports Reporters? Sports Reporters. Oh, was- My dad loved Sports Reporters. Like, I'm sure looking back on it, like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's like a lot of boomer things about that show that we could pick apart. <laughs> But at the same time, that was still like, that was like just a different era of like the, the you know, the, the soft talking round table and like the soft lights coming on and just like these five or six guys giving their little introductions and having like, <laughs> like nuanced analysis of like sports or a topic. Then, uh, and Outside the Lines is still good though. I still can watch some, Outside the Lines is still cool. So I watch that, but most of the shows on ESPN, so Dan Patrick talked about this one time. He said uh, that what they do at ESPN in the morning, they email out, send out all the topics, and they just send out like a list of 10 or 15 topics. And it's like, that's what y'all talk about today. So every single show is talking about the same thing, which is crazy. Like, I think Mike Greenberg will get up. He's dope. You can tell he's really good at his job. But it's wild when I'll watch a clip on YouTube and somehow they have milked all this conversation from the Lakers somehow this year, they have milked everything they can to talk about the Lakers and they still keep talking about them and they fucking suck. Like they even finally stopped talking about the Knicks and they're still talking about the Lakers somehow in some way. It's crazy. Like ES, so I guess ESPN and MTV, would you put them together that they are, they just, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. ESPN and MTV are not who they were, but it's like, who's the competition? Cause now even like, like VH1, they don't even play music. And I don't even know what the fuck VH1 plays yeah. now. What is VH1 like? A lot of um, good shows. Like I used to watch their I Love series, like the I Love Each Decade. Oh my gosh, those were the best. Yeah. So fucking good. Best week ever. Best week ever was really good. I used to watch every Friday night. Going back to MTV, used to watch um, Girl Code and Guy Code. And they used to do like the um like the music and song rankings, like the you know top hundred songs of the nineties, top hundred yep. hip hop songs, and stuff like that. They need to bring that back because now you have a whole generation that hasn't gotten the best songs of the of two thousand to twenty ten. And <laughs> I learned about so much music through those countdowns. I'm sorry, can you just text me and tell me shut up? Like I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it was from like a text he sent me like forty minutes ago, and you know how I am. He's a, you know, just because of that, we're going to move on. Uh, another hard-hitting topic I want to ask you. She's talking to my homegirl. She was talking about what she was going to make for dinner. And she said, I think I'm going to just eat leftovers because I got spaghetti. And then we started talking about the best leftovers. And I said that spaghetti 
is a top five leftover because there's sometimes where spaghetti might taste better the next day. Yeah. Um, so I said like spaghetti, a pot of chili. I think that tastes really good the next day as well. Also chili, you can just put in the freezer and eat that weeks later and take it out of the freezer. And I definitely think uh, chicken, because I remember I used to eat, like just take it out of the refrigerator, eat cold chicken. I, I love cold chicken actually. So those those are the first three that came to me. You don't like you don't fool with cold chicken, Jacory. You're a little bougie dog. Yeah, he's Amy a little gives me so much. Like just the other day, literally, Amy and I. I'll refer, rephrase this just so you'll edit all this out. My wife and I. <laughs> <laughs> Jacory got Jacory got in trouble for something like that a long time ago. I was like, oh, Kiki's yeah, girlfriend. That, that, that shockingly wasn't a joke at his expense. That wasn't the reference. To that it was just you know just just to keep, to keep things simple. To so, be fair, I didn't I didn't know Amy as well as y'all did from the union. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, we no we get it, but it was still funny as hell. <laughs> anyway, uh, you were saying Keith, your, yeah, so like, your wife, you and your wife. Like I was having, I had like a lunch break with my wife, and you know I didn't feel like microwaving it, and like I just was eating, like I was hungry, and I was eating my leftover, and it was like. Um, it was just like chicken and rice and something else. And I just was eating it. And she was like, you're a barbarian. You're eating cold chicken. I'm like, look at this. Like, you can get on me. Like, if I would microwave this as if I could. I was waiting for her to finish something. But I was like, I'm just, I'm going to eat this. Uh, <laughs> Keegan, hold on. He's also the same person that warmed up fish in the microwave at work. I did so. it once. I did Why? it once. But he did, I did it. it once. And it was for 30 seconds. And no one was around. And just leave me alone. I mean, it doesn't matter. It does not matter who's in room because that smell lingers. It was 30 oh, wow. seconds and it was salmon and it smelled delicious. No, it didn't. Look, first of all, warming up fish in the microwave at work is the same. And then the smell lingering is the same as you getting in, in the elevator, farting and then leaving. And someone else gets on the elevator to smell the lingering smell. No, it's not. You're leaving a piece of yourself with them as a parting gift. That is trifling. What? <laughs> that is trifling. And you know what? This, you know, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw you sent out the questions yesterday, I was like, I already know Will's gonna give me shit for that. And you know what? It's fine. Uh, try not to get on Jacory too much with the Keegan's wife joke. We're all gonna reference it because everyone's always gonna have that one joke about themselves or something, and that's apparently gonna be one of mine. And then the the other one, of course, being me not being integral to the. I made that I made that joke uh, in fact today to Trinity. It's not really integral to what we have going on around here. So uh, shut your mouth. So your top three, your top three leftovers though, Keys. So I mean, there's just something about reheated. I mean, like even cold, like I mean, pizza is just a standby. Like, I mean, sometimes like just even with like the way the like the grease can like either congeal or heat back up, it's just gonna taste better. Um Rent of a cool little hack here, putting it on the stove, like putting it on the burner for a little bit, put it in a skillet and let it heat up and toast for a little bit. That is fire. Just throwing that out. Yeah, that's fire. So you said you said you said pizza. What else? I'm debating if I want to go with cold chicken or not. It's funny you mentioned it because I thought about it. Um, I do like some heated up. I mean, just like re- any type of reheated up, like mac and cheese the day, the day after is always going to be good to me. And you know, I was always eating just a ton of mac and cheese from Costco. And you know, white people eat mac and cheese is like the main meal, like just mac and cheese and nothing else. Like, 
Like that's all you need to eat for dinner. Keegan, Keegan, what are you having as a side with that? I'm just, I'm just having my mac and cheese. No, Keegan, you gotta have. Because that's wild to me. You're eating mac and cheese like it's like like it's a hamburger, like or something like it's a hamburger, like it's chicken, like it's lasagna. Like mac and cheese is a side dish. It is not the the main course. That is wild to me. I mean, Will, you saw the way that I ate. I would just bring in loaves of bread and a wheel of cheese. I'm a he did eat like a Viking though. So, so and then. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to try and go. I mean, like, I agree with you on, like, cold chicken. Like, especially if it's, like, I mean, if you had, like, cooked it in the way that you like or it's got, like, the juices in there or, like, any things that you really like. But um, a hard-hitting question to your keeks. I mean, I know. I'm thinking. You got me thinking. You know, I really put effort into who I would smack the shit out of. I'm <laughs> like, that just would feel really cathartic. But I mean, I think like I'm trying to think to some of the, the dishes that we like make a lot for every now and then. We're going to go to a commercial break while you can figure that out. Um, uh, right. Or we'll just, we're going to jump to Ja'Cory and then yeah, you can give ahead. me some last. I'm good. I'm good. No, Ja'Cory, go ahead. I'm going to think about it. So I was going to say macaroni too before Keegan said it. Um, I think either dressing or stuffing. I know different people call it different things. It doesn't really matter. Both of them are very well, it's What is it? Uh, white people call it stuffing. Black people call it dressing. I think that's the only difference. I've had both and they're both fire. So, yeah, right. (laughs) Well, no, because white people make it like their stuffing is actually turkey stuffing. Like it's just the thing you stuff the turkey with. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, but they're both really good. So they both work um, as a good reheated leftover, especially with gravy. Um, I was also going to say spaghetti. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. here. Um. I think another one, what am I always reheating? Oh, rice. You can never go wrong with rice. Yeah, you can't really go. Wait, you, you disagree? I don't know. Rice was growing up was always something that I, I just kind of like, it's not as good the next day reheated. Like, there's just something about like having like, just like a good bowl of beans and rice or just like rice as a side. Like, I would, I think I, I, think I would prefer it cold because heating it up, maybe it's just because always taken by like if you never had like you had like take out like chinese food or anything that type of rice especially does not stay as good the next day so that is true though i guess That's, i think yeah. i guess it just varies Fried rice, not really. I'm more so talking about like yellow rice or dirty rice like okay, rice that you true. can make like as part of a meal regularly because yeah in fact the story i was just telling about me eating leftover chicken with my wife uh it was yellow rice with it and so that was still good it wasn't heated but it was still good so i think that's that's a that's a good point yeah so mine are yellow rice and stuffing or dressing so far and then hold on i will say on my bad you keep thinking but i think almost anything from thanksgiving dinner yeah it's <laughs> great <laughs> it's great but this is a very specific one but it's like a tradition for my family to eat caribbean food around the holidays so curry goat I've never had that as a leftover, so I have no idea, but I believe you because curry goat's already fire anyway. Last Christmas, we had, we did like the Caribbean food for that for um, Christmas. And so I was eating macaroni and curry goat for like a week straight because we had made Damn. some. Yeah. 
Okay, well, shout out. Um, oh, and cranberry sauce. No, I was just I was making it up. Like, I don't I, is cranberry cake? But can you consider cranberry sauce like leftovers? Like, if you're just doing canned cranberry sauce, can you really consider that leftovers? I would. Since Jacory brought in Thanksgiving food, it made me realize because, like, my uh, first of all, that was William that brought it in. Not all black people are the same. Like, my God. <laughs> no, he talked about dressing. Yeah, but I was the one who brought up Thanksgiving food. No, dressing is not Thanksgiving food. Okay, well, I mean, the only time we have dressing or stuffing here for me is Thanksgiving show. That's the only time I eat it too. Uh, We grew up eating it just on a regular Sunday dinner in fucking October. We would eat that. We only have it for holidays. First of all, first of all, I'm going to. I need to create a clue and edit all the time. Shut your. I'm talking. (laughs) I'm talking. My apologies. Continue, sir. Because uh, my mom always made it fresh. And so she's like, she's actually cutting it up and she's throwing in like, like either cinnamon and like cloves and like, like actually like um, nutmeg and then like actually having walnuts in it. Um, but like cranberry sauce left over with like turkey with Thanksgiving. Oh, God. So fucking good. I made a, this past Thanksgiving, the day after, I made a sandwich um, for anyone who watches Friends. Uh, Ross would make the uh, moist uh, the moist maker the day after friends a sandwich that he just randomly made a thing and I I Google Ross moist maker friends and there's all these different recipes and I said I'm gonna make my own I put turkey on there dressing uh, macaroni and cheese cranberry sauce and put some little mustard on there no 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 I put no cranberry sauce on there I put some sweet potatoes on there that shit was fire though it was like it was really good like I was shocked. So I just thought I'd uh, throw that in there. All right, all right, we're going to move forward. Shout out to the dope leftovers. Um, did y'all see about male birth control? Yes. Yes. So, um, Keegan, we're going to act like you're single here, okay? Um, if you all are single, young, 23, 24, would y'all take the male birth control? No. Why not? It's brand new. So okay, let's let's say okay, let's say that we know it works. There's no like it's it's okay. It's, let's say it's just like women taking birth control. Like it, it's not gonna kill you, any nothing like that. But like knowing it, is is it like a vasectomy where it stops discharge, or does it just make it to where it's not potent? Yeah, it just makes it that you is yeah, it doesn't stop discharge or whatever. But you get some of those same side effects that women get, where your breasts are tender, you can put on weight. It messes up your. I always have a hard time pronouncing testosterone. Testosterone. Yeah. Did I say yeah. that correctly? Yeah. It messes up your testosterone. Whatnot. But all those stuff. Would you still take it? With all those side effects, no, I wouldn't. Thanks. So think about what women been going through all these years. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a woman. <laughs> Keegan, would you take it? Hmm. I mean, if I'm like if I'm thinking about like back when I'm that age, is what you're saying? If I'm single in that age, probably not, because I'm gonna bear my soul here. But I wasn't really having that much sex to begin with, so it didn't really matter to me. <laughs> so let's say you were having sex then. Okay. Uh, let's say no. Put it like this. Let's say you're a 22 year old basketball player. You're in the NBA, 22 years old. You're not like an all-star, but you, you're making a million dollars a year. You got a good money. You do your thing. Like I'm doing, you, I'm you doing my 15 minutes a night. You get about 10 and 5 a night. Come off the bench, get you 10 and 5. You you okay. play your role. 
Like, would you be taking it then? Most Stephen Adams, would you be taking? <laughs> oh man, I do love me some Stephen Adams. Um, I think in that, I think in that scenario, I think I would be interested. I think I would be interested in trying it because I also like I've learned that like just in having these discussions, like down the line, I know like especially over the next couple of years, I will be getting a, probably a vasectomy soon. But like you talk with some guys and like they're like, oh no, I don't want to do that. But uh, so much of that is tied to like either like continuing like family ties or like so much like honestly, some some of that is just tied to like the idea of masculinity. But like by the time I hit 40, so let's say like when you know, like we're gonna have our first kid this year. And so that's like I'm, we're gonna have one, we'll figure it out over the next couple of years. But like by the time I'm 40, I know we're not going to be having entertaining notions of a second kid or maybe a third kid. Who knows? And so at that point, really, because really, because I know white people, y'all be having kids at old ages all the time. Yeah, <laughs> y'all that's like that's rich white people, man. <laughs> True that. <laughs> not like I'm not going to be out here like Robert De Niro having like a five year old when I'm 70 or some crazy shit like that. That's exhausting. Uh, no. Plus, it's it's also safer for a man to get a vasectomy than it is for a woman to get her tubes I mean, tied. I, that as well. I mean, that's like major surgery. And yeah. even 30 years ago, a vasectomy, yeah, there might have, depending on like the person or like how it's done, you might be like having some after side effects for the couple of days. But now, like it is, it's truly like it's done and it's rare to have major like side effects or swelling or anything. It's, I mean, it's a, like you go under, they numb it, and you're good, and like you're in and out. But like, can't you reverse? Can't you reverse a vasectomy too? So yes, you you generally can. There are potential comp, uh, complications, and sometimes it may not work. Um, and that's why they always tell you, like, if you're truly doubtful, like you can freeze sperm or anything like that. But like, be reversed. Yeah. At the time. So like, you know, that that's just another thing. But like, sometimes you like be that notion of like. You know, getting the snip for some guys on. Oh, no, I don't. I don't want to do that. Like at that point, like I'm. I know I'm going to be good. So why not? I think most men's reasoning is based in like the masculinity thing, and like that's my penis, blah 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 type of stuff. But if you're married and y'all got five kids, and you're like, bro, we can't have no more kids. That's the smartest thing to do. Or you start taking male birth control, and then then you can walk around with tender titties. That might be the name of this uh, podcast episode: tender titties. Actually, let me uh let me write that down. Tender titties. Uh, all right. So one more one more question before we uh before we take a break. All right, go ahead. I'm gonna go grab another beer. All right. So this is very random. I was on Twitter talking to somebody the other day, and uh you know the whole Bruce Willis thing came up. Hopefully he's okay, but he's got some type of disability or something now that he's stepping back from acting now that has really affected him. And so, so, all right, look, Mr. Smart Guy, we get it. You know how to pronounce these words. It's cool. Um, <laughs> people probably think I'm dumb the way I be talking about. Y'all be saying big words. Y'all know how to pronounce these things. Um, Keegan, you also look like a different version of Aaron Rodgers right now. Just want to throw that out there. But what um, mod is coming to cancel right? <laughs> It's literally the definition of the white people have gentrified woke. <laughs> um, anyway. 
So he's talking about that. And he said Bruce Willis was the white Samuel Jackson, which I'm like, I don't know how much I can really agree with that or how much I don't agree. But I'm like, so who is there? A, is there a white Samuel Jackson? Like what's what maybe is there a female Samuel Jackson, a white Samuel? Like what is is there a Samuel Jackson of a different gender or race? I think Bruce Willis is a good choice for a white Samuel Jackson. Why, like, in what sense? Because, you know, we compare it in different ways. How are you making that comparison? I think just just personalities, um, types of roles. And they've even... What? Go ahead, my bad. I was going to say, they've even been in at least one movie together. They were in Glass together. Or no, not Glass, Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah Unbreakable. They was in something else back in the 90s together, too. Oh, I sure. can't remember. Was it Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction. Bruce Willis is that Pulp Fiction? Right, yeah. I forgot about that one. You know what? I've never seen Pulp Fiction. Wow. <laughs> you don't get cinema, Will. Yeah, I've never seen it. So um you haven't seen The Godfather or uh Boondock Saints either, two of the other greatest movies of all time. I've seen Boondock Saints though. So they've been in five movies together. Can you guess any others than other than Unbreakable? And Pulp Fiction. Um, oh, yeah, and Pulp Fiction, my bad. And what's the other three? Was Samuel L. Jackson in the Die Hard movie? Yes. Oh, yeah, Die Hard 3, shit. That's the only one that I knew they were in together. That Well, they came to the top of my head. Well, and you said the other one. Remember, you said you said Glass, because remember, he was in, they was in Glass oh, together. And that's the sequel to Unbreakable. Y'all not going to get this last one. <laughs> National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. I'm about to take you to America. <laughs> no. Coming to America? Bruce Willis popped up in Coming to America. Keegan, have you seen Coming to America? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was, just, I, I, I was checking you, bro. My bad. I, was I haven't seen you. the sequel yet, but I've seen the first one. Do you? Do y'all know who Jennifer Lewis is? Yeah. Keegan, you do not know who Jennifer Lewis is? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, like... The name sounds familiar, ever, but I do. Have you ever watched Blackish? I haven't watched the first season and a half. Well, I know her. She, as, she's um, the grandmother on Blackish. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. well, I asked that, Ja'Cory, because I'm trying to think one of the only ways that white people would know who Jennifer Lewis is. Let me correct myself. I just said something wrong. I said she was Will's mom on The Fresh Prince. No, she was the other sister. Yeah. She was Auntie Diva. She's one of the aunties. But I say that because. Not necessarily with well, acting wise, in a sense, they've both been in a whole lot of movies for a long time, and she cusses just as much as Samuel L. Jackson as well. That's the only reason I make that comparison because they both cuss a lot. And Bruce Willis, he don't cuss as much as Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Who, so, so, uh, so I don't know if I asked this to y'all yet or not, but do y'all know who what actor is number one for saying uh, for cussing in movies? Is it Jason? Who? Jason Statham. I don't think I'm gonna let Keegan. I'm gonna let Keegan answer also. I don't think Jason. I mean, I don't feel like he cusses enough. So we're talking about the course of a career, right? Over their career, yes. Hmm. The most on-screen cuss words. And it's not Sam Jackson. I'm, I'm not saying if it is or not. I don't know. You have to think about like both the character portrayals, the number of movies. 
and all that. Because Jason Statham has been in a lot of PG-13 movies, and that's why I don't... I don't yeah, think that. about actors who's been in a lot of rated R movies. <laughs> um, well, so I'll say this, since we're talking, it's not Samuel Jackson, which was okay. a surprise to me. Yeah, um, I feel like because you brought it up separately, Sam Jackson seems like an easy answer. So okay. he's, he's actually number three, which is crazy. And he was actually upset about it on the Jimmy Kimmel show. He was like, there's no fucking way that I'm not number one. <laughs> and uh, So this person who's number one is white and he's younger. Like he's he's probably a little bit older than me and Keegan if he's not the same age as us. Is he like, uh, has he been acting for a while? Yes. What's for a while to you? Because I'll, I'll I'll answer your questions, yes or no. I'll just answer has, yes has or no. He been, has he been around for at least 20 years? 20 years? Mm, 20 years? Hold on, let me look at his phone. Well, I mean, okay, if he has a 20-year career, then he would have had to have been a child actor because he said he's not that much older than y'all. He was born in 1983. Is it so Johnny he, Depp? Who? Is it Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp is... What was is not no 39. Johnny Depp is like 50. So <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> He's been his very first role was in 20 in 2004. In a movie that we don't know. It was it's a very low-key movie. So yeah, I, I don't know. I can't even guess. Damn, yeah, like so he's prolific enough to have been in enough movies. And he's been in Oscar nominated movies as well. I know, I know who I know. A lot of comedies. A lot of comedies. A lot of comedies, but he has been in Oscar-nominated movies. Oh, is it um, is it Jonah Hill? Damn, look at you. Yeah, it's Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, oh, see, I was going to guess Seth Rogen when you said comedies. but Because Jonah- well, he was in Superbad and Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. That, that was a lot of cussing. That was a lot of <laughs> Definitely put him over it. No, that's fair. Damn, that's... That's crazy. But that's enough to to be Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. Because so, like, with him, because, look, Jonah Hill's been in, like, rated R comedies, like 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Superbad, The Sitter, Get Him to the Greek, Wolf of Wall Street. Like, he's been in all these kind of movies and stuff where it's just a whole lot of... I'm pretty sure Wolf of Wall Street probably catapulted him just from that movie for cussing. Number two surprised me, Leonardo DiCaprio. I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. And then uh, number three was Samuel Jackson. Number four is Adam Sandler. And number five is Al Pacino. But I was really so. But Samuel Jackson is number one for the most motherfuckers. So we'll so which and he which he was proud of that. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to take a break, guys. And when we come back. We're going to talk about some heist movies. All right. Bye, Z's. All right. We're back. Um, second segment, Chicken Liquor Hour. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, some heist movies. Uh, just to go over... 
a list of of a couple, well, a little bit more than a couple hot movies. Um, movies like Two Guns with Mark Wahlberg, Denzel Washington. You got Fun with Dick and Jane, which is one of my favorites. Keegan probably knows, like he knows. I like those random middle of the road, not ne- not really good movies, but I'm gonna watch them because you know the one that I always go back to. Keegan, can you? What's the one I'll go back to that you definitely clown me for for really loving? And I watch it anytime it's on TV. Oh, shit. Shit. I mean, we've had this conversation a lot. I know there is. Oh, oh, uh, Wild Hogs. Yes. Uh, That shitty gentleman. He, I mean, the first time this got thrown around between us, he did not like it, but he's come to accept it. That's 100% why Will and I were like straight up like a work couple. We just learned the, all those like intricate details about each other, and so like if we straight up were on like a version of Know Your Boo, like I think we would totally clean up. <laughs> we should play uh, Know Your Boo or something. Wow. I doubt enough got mad when Don said that at work one day. <laughs> he said it right before EP, and he was like, "Yeah, I was talking with you, you know, your work husband over there." And you looked at him, and I mean, like, if we've been on the conversation of slapping, I thought you were going to slap him. And then like a week later, you were like, you know what? No, he's right. You know, <laughs> like I was tripping. My bad. Like I was tripping. I don't know why. I don't know why I like that. Uh, at, 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 no, I'm pr- I'm pr- 99% sure that was definitely just toxic masculinity at that moment. I'm pretty sure it was because. I was ready to slap him. I really was ready to slap him. I don't know why I like that shitty ass movie. For anybody who wants to know, it's a movie with Martin Lawrence, John Travolta. Um, what's those other white guys' name? Ray Liotta and Tim the dude from Oh Tim Allen. Oh, and the dude from uh Shameless. Oh, uh William H. Macy. Yeah, William H. Macy. And it's a bunch of old men who are friends trying to be young again, and they all got motorcycles and they try to go on a trip, and they end up in some little small random town with a real biker gang and have to fight them, and somehow they win, and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that's all right. I don't know why I like that. Anyway, uh, Fun with Dick and Jane, the movie Good Time, Now You See Me, Fast Forward, Takers, Blue Streak, Mission Impossible 1, Tower Heist, Dead Presidents, Ocean's Eleven, Widows, Inception, The Town, Drive, Baby Driver, Inside Man, Set It Off, just to name a couple. Um, what do you, so the highest grossing heist movie of all time, what do you think number one is? I'll give y'all, I'll give y'all a choice of four, a choice of four different options. Number one. Uh, so uh, you have Ocean's Eleven, Fast Five, Ant-Man, National Treasure, or Inception. Those are, so those are actually the top five, which is number one. My guess is between Fast Five and Inception. That that would be my guess too. I'm just gonna say Fast Five. It's Inception, which Inception is one of my favorites. Inception, when I mean, like that movie was. I mean, and it's not like to discredit anything about Fast Five. We know how just how much money those damn movies make. But like when Inception came out, it was like Christopher Nolan. Like not only like he is a like generally popular, but like in the wake of like the Batman trilogy and just like he's super popular with like anywhere between low level tier like movie buffs and like dude bros and like all these things and when that movie came out like everyone was pumped for it like I technically went to see it in theaters twice the first time we went to try and go see it I had eaten something bad and like I just like 
I felt like super sick and my girlfriend at the time had to come like find me and then went home. And then like a week later we went back to, to see it. But yeah, like. Inception was fire though. That's amazing. Um, so how big Inception was is Lil Wayne incorporated Inception into his music video for Six Foot, Seven Foot. Did he? I don't even remember that. that is, um, at the very beginning of the music video when he's dressed up in a suit in the bathroom and they like drop him backwards into the bathtub. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, On a random note, Fast Five, that's the, that's the first one in the series with The Rock in it. And I remember reading about that when that was coming out and it was like, this is the first one that they're making it more of an international feel, not just a local drag racing yeah. in California. They're taking it international. And that was the best thing that they could do for that franchise because that is what has made them where it's a hundred million dollars no matter what every movie i just watched the the uh most recent fast and furious uh last week that shit was terrible i heard it oh my gosh that was horrible it was all over the place they was just throwing shit first of all um spoiler alert um john cena and vin diesel are brothers somehow so they're they're brothers and it's just so they don't care what action what happens in what action sequence they're just throwing it out there i'm like oh they'll survive like isn't and why that, go ahead isn't that the one or is it the one before that where one of them gets like somehow shot into space bro ludicrous was in fucking space in this movie why bro why, why was ludicrous in space and he made it. He was. He made it back to the earth. To earth. He made it back to earth. It's fucking. This shit is. This nigga was in space, bro. First of all, Ludacris went back. Went from move, bitch, to saving the world and being in space. And why does the government continue to call these people to save the country like they're the fucking Avengers or something? Like we, hey, we gotta call the family. We gotta call Tyrese and Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez to save the world. What the heck is going... This movie was fucking awful. They have come a long way. And they just keep making a lot of damn money. How and why? So, yeah, movie sucks. And I used to go to the movies to see these damn movies. I used to actually go to the theater to see these movies. This shit is awful. So, yeah, um, fuck fast... 10, 11, and they already in the works to make two more. Stop this shit. Please, I'm praying. Please, Vin Diesel. Stop. What was the last movie he made that wasn't Fast and Furious? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Vin Diesel? I think. Yeah. He's the voice He's, of Groot. Whatever, whatever Marvel movie Groot was in last, because he plays Groot. Of yeah. course, this nigga's in group. He they talk the exact same. That makes a lot of sense because them niggas talk the exact same anyway. But that I don't, okay. I don't even, what's the last movie he was in in where we saw this nigga? But the 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 pacifier was that what he was in? There, there has to be a more recent one. X X X No, no, it's more recent than that. I'm sure it's just like. I'm not looking it up. I don't care enough to look it up. <laughs> I'm about to look it up. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. Okay. <laughs> Ain't that one where he plays like a villain or a superhero or something? Bro, he's literally one of the highest grossing actors, which is crazy because these movies fucking suck now. 
Um, his, his last movie that wasn't Marvel or Fast and Furious was a movie called Bloodshot that came out in 2020. Yeah, we don't remember that shit. It's still a superhero movie, actually, but I've never heard of it. So XXX Return of Xander Cage. He's in. So he's in Avatar two and three, actually. Fuck those movies. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did what Avatar came out in like 2010? If even. Yeah. The, yeah. The first one came out in like '09, I think. That is wow. Yeah, oh nine. That's crazy. Sequels to that, like James Cameron acting like. Uh, All right. So, like, like Vin Diesel has really only been in franchises. He's only been in, I mean, not only, but his main movies are Triple X Marvel movies and Fast and Furious movies. And you had what was the one? Um, Riddick. Yeah. Riddick? <laughs> oh, yeah, because wow. they did like that was like Pitch Black and then Riddick, but Riddick. Unfortunately, didn't do well, so they were like, "Nah, we're not gonna do any more of that," which is a shame because, like, I remember watching that, being like, "Oh, damn, this is kind of cool." But then again, you know, of course, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, yes, you know, oh my, doing this." So, you know, I'm not even gonna hate on them. Shout out to you, Vin Diesel, because you are doing what white men do on a regular basis. You can be mediocre at what you do and still be at the top of the ladder. So, shout out to you, good old Vinny D. But. What? I said, hey, man. <laughs> I to say, hey, man. Um, anywho, anywho. Um, so let's say you're performing a bank heist. Who are four celebrities you're taking with you on a bank heist? And what role are you going to play in the bank heist? I can't be the driver. I know that because I, I just don't trust me to be the driver. I can't do that. I'm going to be the lookout. That's funny because, like, jokingly, I don't know, like, where the stereotype came from, but I've just heard it mentioned so many times in, like, sitcoms or, like, comedies, how, like, kids, like, growing up, like, it was always the fat kid who was the lookout. (laughs) Maybe I still got that fat boy mentality. Because 100%, like, I was definitely in some of those scenarios growing up, like, I was a lookout. (laughs) Um, I know, first of all, I'm taking Chris Brown with me because you remember that motherfucker in Takers was flipping over all the buildings and jumping over everything and stuff. So I'm taking Chris Brown because he's going to dance around these police and jump over these buildings. And yeah, well, whoop, that means, you know, Will, that just means you're canceled now. <laughs> First of all, if I get caught by the police doing a brain robbery, I'm also canceled because I'm either going to get shot or I'm going to prison. So either way, you think I give a fuck if they're going to cancel me on social media if I'm out here robbing banks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn. So Chris Brown, Chris Brown's definitely going on going with me on a bank heist. I know that. Um, I think I'm gonna take Jason Statham. Like, I think I'm gonna take him because he's good at what he did. No, I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take what's his name from um taking. What's his name? Um Liam. Liam, the same, the same dude that was like he was driving around neighborhoods looking for black men. <laughs> but he has a particular set of skills. That he can whoop some people's asses. So I'm no, taking the no, no, that man's particular set of skills is the fact that all these movies have ridiculous editing elements and are so heavily cut and edited because he can't do the shit that they tell him to do in these movies. So like Tom Cruise from uh from Jack Reacher. So I think no, I think that's so one, Will and I have talked about this multiple times, completely separating like everything about Tom Cruise. From 
in his movies like Tom Cruise is at least kept himself in stupid impeccable shape and like has sacrificed his body God knows how many times in these movies like dude straight up almost got beheaded in The Last Samurai like strapped himself to the side of a plane one of the Mission Impossible movies has thrown himself multiple times through windows and has broken bones and has done all these stupid things because like he believes in the art that does in terms of these action movies like Liam Neeson like there's there's YouTube compilations of like some of the especially like the later taken movies where it's like him trying to run <laughs> and like jump over a fence and it's so heavily edited and cut because you just know like he can't do that but somehow in his like late 50s and 60s because of the success of taken everything he's done since then has been an overwhelmingly like gritty action movie because somehow first of all vin diesel in one of the fast and furious movies jumped from one side of the interstate onto the other side of the interstate caught michelle rodriguez turned and he fell with his back straight into the pavement he put a dent into that pavement and he got up and walked away with the love of his life the rock also pulled a toilet off of the wall and threw it through the wall so don't tell me that these celebrities cannot do this shit in real life to, so shout out. to the rock's credit i could see him doing that in real life <laughs> pulling the toilet off the wall <laughs> if it was a like if it was a like you know, like a standard toilet you got from like Home Depot that wasn't installed that well. I could 100% see him doing that. By the way, I watched um, Tom Cruise's movie with Cameron Diaz, Night and Day, the other day, and thoroughly enjoyed it. And that's well, another. Yeah, that's a middle of the road romantic comedy action movie <laughs> that predominantly is made to appeal to white people. So, like. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and- hey, yeah. Well, as a note, when was the last time you watched Always Be Your Maybe? A couple months ago. (laughs) And I'm not even clowning Will on that. Will also knows I fucking love that movie. Like, truly, probably the best movie Keanu's done in the last 10 years. Um, (laughs) No, but no, we're not going to overlook John Wick. Oh, shit. Damn, man. Man, no. Wow. Awesome. Talking about random real quick, talking about Tom Cruise. I feel like Tom Cruise and Will Smith, they play like the celebrity game. Well, up until these last couple of years for Will Smith, but they play the celebrity game very like perfectly, like because they're so charming. Most of the time we really don't know, didn't know what's going on about their life unless it leaks out and rumors and all of that. But it was always just rumors and you never really knew. They're so charming. Their box office hits. They're handsome men. They're funny. You never know about what's going on in their to their life. Well, until like Will Smith, like 2018, when he started being a little too transparent, probably the Smith family. But up until a couple of years ago, I would say Tom Cruise and Will Smith was like they played the celebrity game perfectly. And they probably are the two of the most probably the two of the most famous men in the world. Like who's probably the top five most famous, like most well-known? I would say it's them. You got to put, I think you got to put The Rock up there at this point. Um, are we talking about just like Hollywood? Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Because if we wasn't talking about Hollywood, wouldn't you say LeBron James is in there if it's not LeBron just Hollywood? LeBron is there just yeah. because of the brand and because of really, I mean, like, I still, regardless of what you want to say about it, like, I still think Obama's up there. Like, 
Obama, like not only because obviously first black president, the presidency that he had, the person who followed him, his post-presidency stuff, like he is a international figure in terms of like his popularity and his image. But if we're just keeping it to like entertainment. Hold on, wait a minute, before you say this. So where does Snoop Dogg, where is Snoop Dogg in the most famous? He top five, top 10, top 20, most famous people in the world. Snoop Dogg is getting up there because like, I'm sorry, Ja'Cory, I'm, I'm talking too much. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think top 10. Top 10. Yeah, I would agree. He's top 10 most famous people in the world. Probably. Because I look at it like my somebody who's nine years old knows who Snoop Dogg is, but also my grandmama knows who Snoop Dogg is. Like everything and everybody in between, every gender, every race, all of that. So I think Snoop Dogg's out there. But go ahead, Keegan, you said the top five Hollywood. So, yeah. So, I mean, Will Smith, Tom Cruise, The Rock. Is Denzel or no? I don't think it's, I mean, I don't think Denzel's top. I don't think so. Anyway, I, I probably, I would agree too. Uh, I mean, really at this point, like, I mean, it's got to be someone from like, like any, anywhere in the Marvel universe. Like, I was going to mm. say Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans. I was, I mean, I was oh, yeah, that's probably true. Say Robert Downey Jr. But even then, like, he hasn't done much post Avengers except Doolittle. And, <laughs> and on it, like, it might be like, I mean, he's got the Avengers. He's got a couple of these other successful action movies. He's got Jurassic Park. I mean, it might be like Chris Pratt. Loki might be in there. Like, he's got his he's got his controversies, and I know conservatives love to throw him out as oh, the left tries to cancel him all the time, and he's uncancelable. But like, he's like he's out here, and he's in these big franchises. He's publicly generally well liked. He's got like he's been all over the place in terms of like. What he started as is like the doofy, fat, lovable person, and now is like the stereotypical, like buff action guy. So, I mean, I think I would put him in there right now just because, post like this new phase of like Marvel stuff, like Chris Evans is kind of done, Robert Downey Jr. is done. Um, I mean, Christ, you know, like a couple years ago, maybe I would have said Jennifer Lawrence. I don't think she's up there anymore. Yeah, I don't think she's up there now. She had her she had her several years, but so I'm looking at this article that they that was created of the top 20 most famous people in the world. And the rock they have is number 1 as the most famous person in the world. Uh and it's not just Hollywood obviously. Joe Biden is number 2, which a president and probably makes Elon Musk is number 3, Jeff Bezos is number 4, LeBron James is number 5. Then Kylie Jenner is number six. I'm not sure how much I agree with that because my mama does not know who Kylie Jenner is. I'm pretty sure. I think this is one of those things where at least, like, I can recognize that she's just, she's that famous, but because of, like, she's just not in our sphere. Yeah. Because, because wouldn't Kim Kardashian, I'm pretty sure is way more famous than Kylie Jenner because my parents know who Kim Kardashian is. They don't know who Kylie Jenner is, though. So, and they got Robert Downey Jr. as number seven. You have Cristiano Ronaldo next. Uh, Will Smith, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Messi, Tiger Woods, Selena. Okay, Selena Gomez. No. I, I 
understand. Like, she's very famous. I hear her name all the time. I've, I'm being genuine when I say this. I don't know who she is. Like, I don't. What is she famous for? Is she an actress, a singer? Like, does she have a clothing line? <laughs> what is she first famous from? Like, where did she get to be well known from? Disney Channel. Oh, so she grew up. So she was a Disney Channel child actress. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so she started out as an actress on Disney Channel and then just like a lot of them became an artist as well. And then just kept doing both. Because I have no idea. I will say there's a show on Hulu with Steve Martin and Martin Short and her. um, What's it called? A part something. It's like only murders in the building. Mm, Only that that show is really dope. It is a really good show, and she's on. That's the first thing I've ever seen her in. I had watched three episodes before I knew that that was Selena Gomez. I had no idea who she was. It just trips me out that she's so popular and famous. Jennifer Lopez is number. Jennifer is she still that famous? Ooh, yeah, I could see it. Well, because I mean here, but in the world, like around the whole world, I don't know about that. Mm, right. I think if we include the world, yeah, because I mean, because like we're still only a couple of years removed from like the the halftime Super Bowl show with her and Shakira, which was a big oh. thing. Hustlers was a big thing. Um, that is true. Her and A Rod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I also saw Hustlers for the first time like a couple months ago and fucking loved it. So you saw what? Hustlers. Oh yeah, that yeah, I saw that a couple months ago too, and it is really dope. Rihanna's number 17, which I can see that. I would have thought she might be a little bit higher than like somebody like Kylie Jenner, to be honest. Kim Kardashian, 18, Ariana Grande at 19, and then Mark Zuckerberg at 20. <laughs> wait, wait, what did you say, Will? Huh? What did you what did you just say? Who's the last person you said? Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. I thought you said Martin Zuckerberg. <laughs> No, Mark Zuckerberg, guy. <laughs> so those are the most famous people uh, in the world currently, they say, as of February 5th, 2022. But, all right, who's the most, so who's the top three most famous rappers in the world? Right now? I think, so. I guess right now, to me, right now, probably could be of all time, because I think the top two, won't change for a while. Snoop Dogg and Jay-Z are the top two. It's got to be, right? And Kanye West is number three. Those have to be the top three most famous. I, mean, I would M&M, say... 50 Cent, the East Side Boys. Wait a minute. What would you say? Did you say Lil Jon and the East? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is it, is it not 2004? <laughs> first of all, my mama does not know who Lil Jon is. <laughs> first of all. No, no, I've talked to her. She knows. So it's this guy. So, Jacory, you disagree? You don't think it's Kanye, Snoop Dogg, and Jay-Z? I, I feel like 50 Cent would probably be above Jay-Z. <laughs> I, I, because the fact Jay-Z and Beans... So people who don't know anything about rap music, they know who Jay-Z is because they know who Beyonce is, though. So that's why I would put that above. Like, with as much as 50 Cent does, there's a lot of people who have never watched Power who have never listened to a 50 Cent song. Now, if he was married to someone who's equally as famous as him, then I maybe you put that up there. But I just, I couldn't see that. And then, like, of course, like with Snoop Dogg, he got shit from with Martha Stewart to, to Jay-Z to doing movies with fucking Owen Wilson and 
everything else in between as well. So I and then with all the shit with Kanye West being with the Kardashians, and that's one of the most famous families in the world, unfortunately. It's like it's just hard for me to think of anyone else other than Jay-Z, Kanye, and Snoop Dogg. Well, so Will, I think to his credit in regards to 50 Cent, hate it or love it, the underdog is on top. Oh my God. <laughs> you are so annoying, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I hate it and love came out of his mouth. I got surprised. <laughs> I mean, you can hate it or love it, Will, but the underdog's always yeah, on top. And you know, I'm gonna <laughs> until you know, don't stop. So, so Jacory, did I sway your mind at all? Are you still saying Fifty Cent? Yeah. Well, no, I I agree with um Jay, Snoop, and Kanye. Yeah, and then like Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg might low key. In this sense, he's almost like the Shaquille O'Neal of rap because him and Shaquille O'Neal are everywhere all the time doing random stuff with random people all the damn time. So they're kind of very similar in that sense. And they both got the L.A. Uh, connections. We definitely got far from what we was uh, <laughs> what we was talking oh, yeah, about. Sure. We were supposed to be talking about heist movies. Damn. <laughs> right. So. All right. You're in the heist. I said I was going to take. <laughs> I, I will. I want to say The Rock. I want to take on a heist robber, but that dude's too big, and they're gonna recognize who it is. I think really easy. So, um, if we're talking about Vin Diesel from the Fast and Furious movies, he gets shit done. So, like, I may want to may want to put him in there. Uh, Jacory Keegan, whoever wants to start, who y'all taking on a on a bank okay. robbery with? So I'm taking. Um, dang, what is what is this person's name? I just looked him up because I had someone else in mind. Y'all know the movie Drive, right? Yeah, with um, the one with, uh, with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, okay, Ryan Gosling. Because of Drive, he would be Ooh. my getaway driver for sure. Oh, damn, that is a yeah. I would say because he because uh, first of all he gonna drive the shit out that car and he got you so he gonna get us away. We're gonna we're gonna be free at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said bring four people. Yeah, well, four people. I would say Matt Damon, just because of all like the gangster and action movies he's been. I feel like he's an intimidating. Get, he first of all, he ain't been in gangster movies. Has he? Oh, I'm tripping. First, well, first of all, he was low key a little a little bitch in Departed, and ended up getting killed too. So, would you really want that? Everyone. Does. Would you really want him, Jacory? Come on, man. Who is a more intimidating celebrity? I don't want to. I don't you, have to say, you have the answer from that movie. Take fucking Marky Mark, man. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll scare people for sure. <laughs> Marky Mark. I would choose Ludacris because he was able to get to space. Right. <laughs> tech skills to know how to break into the place. That is uh, true, though. <laughs> and then. Uh, my bad. I meant to also say Jack Reacher. I'm taking Jack Reacher because that motherfucker gets shit done, and he don't even be using guns half the time. So, and he's only he's like my height. No, he's shorter than me and be getting shit done. Oh, now I would take um Keanu Reeves for uh, for uh John Wick. which okay. I said which version of Speed Keanu Reeves, The Matrix Keanu Reeves, or John Wick Keanu Reeves? Any of them would be useful, but I'm taking John Wick. John Wick's probably the most useful though. Like yeah. you got that shit. Yeah. Plus, he also he also has a team that he could call in to clean up the mess, and no one's going to know about it. So 
right. that makes sense. Which hold on real quick though, which Will Smith are you taking on a bank robbery with you? If any. Um <laughs> Which Will Smith? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take real life mentally unbalanced like you <laughs> Will Smith. What? No. That's my one. That's my first reference. That's my first reference. So oh, that's actually your second. What was the first? No, no, he's right because my when I was talking about Bill Maher, that was a casual. So yeah. Oh so, yeah. The fact that I didn't. The fact that I didn't blow all three. Say what, Jafari? I said, that's what we call a sub, because you didn't say his name. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, I agree with that. The fact All right, that- so look, these are the choices you have to pick from which Will Smith you're taking with you on a bank robbery. Bad Boys, Independence Day, Men in Black, Enemy of the State, um, Bagger Vance. I, I Robot. Bagger, <laughs> you Bagger better Vance. not take no Bagger Vance. Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm taking Hitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am legend. Actually, like, I'm not going to include Hancock because that's cheating <laughs> to take him on a bank robbery with you. Uh, seven pounds. <laughs> You're going to take seven pounds, Will Smith. After focus. Earth. <laughs> focus. Oh, uh, focus. I, I can see that. Which That was a well, shitty movie and I hated it, but maybe focus, focus might be a It's not that bad. That movie was whack, bro. It's just, it's thoroughly mediocre. Eh, I don't know. It's rewatchable. It's it's so mediocre that I won't even watch it more than once. And I watch some mediocre movies, bro. Just throwing it out there. Um, King Richard, would you take that Will Smith with you on the bank robbery? <laughs> Gemini Man? Okay. Gemini Man. What about Concussion Will Smith? I don't think that one, that shitty South African accent. No, we're good. Turn <laughs> <Okay>. the truth. <laughs> Or you can take Latin. You can take that Latin Will Smith with you. I mean, he's gonna you wishes. yeah, he gonna get you. Because all you gotta do is wish that you can get away with the bank robbery, so you're good. All right, Kiki, who are you taking on the bank robbery with you? Hmm. So I think I am gonna take Jason Statham as my getaway driver, just because the fir- one of the first movies I saw with him was. You know, like him acting as the getaway driver, and like that first movie is especially. What movie? Ah, shit! What was it called? Um, like, oh, the transporter. Oh yeah, duh, yeah. And like, the first one is like low key. It's just like it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's got a couple of like really like good chase scenes, a couple of good fight scenes, and then like the second and third one are just like straight up like crazy and over the top. There's like a scene that like he's driving the car and there's like a bomb attached to the bottom of the car and he like hits a ramp flips it and then like times it perfectly and then like uh like a a crane like scrapes the bomb off and then he flips it back perfectly so i mean it definitely like gets too big but like the third one is he's just like over the top for no damn reason so it's him uh if I want my charmer, I gotta go. I gotta go with George Clooney. George Clooney, like, oh, that's a good one because she's gonna charm him. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven, like, you know, like we're talking like that early two thousands, late nineties. George Clooney just just hot off the presses from ER, you know, where he <laughs> make like a lot of middle aged women swoon, but he's still gonna like he can get it. Um, you know, 
Wait a minute. I'm so upset. <laughs> Did you say he can get it? <laughs> I mean, like, no, like, we've talked about toxic masculinity enough. I think <laughs> I would admit that, like, if, if you showed all three of us a picture straight up of, like, we're talking, again, late 90s, early 2000s, George Clooney, we could all be comfortable enough to be like, nah. Yeah, no. Oh, no. This has nothing to do with masculinity. It's just your white ass saying he can get it. That's okay, what was so funny. There's way more like, oh, how do <laughs> kids, things that I could say than he could get it. So, like, hey, bet fam, that shit is fire. Miss me with that shit. Like, come on. Like, all of it sounds the same when it comes out your mouth. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, again, Will, you're not wrong. But you're more you're you're more of a dad than you are a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're more of, yeah you're more of dad vibes than white guy vibes. I mean, come June, I'm gonna be pretty big both. So you gonna put that dad weight on? Uh, what, what I've already told you this. I've been putting that dad weight on for years. You already got the the dad hair. So I don't okay, know what that so, shit is. so I got those two. I think we all know just because Will loves joking about whenever I wear a beanie. We know I'm gonna. To the mainframe, so so then what? So like, I guess at that point, like, I need some muscle. Oh, I'm gonna take Dave Bautista because not only is he gonna be threatening, but he's gonna make me laugh because I do love him. Yeah, that's a good me like him or John Cena. Like, I have a pretty weak point for like, like the idea of like you know the big buff boring man, but who actually can do comedy pretty well. Like either of them, but I'm gonna go with Bautista. You know, I love John Cena. I like I'm really I'm a true fan of John Cena. I just watched The Peacemaker on HBO. That shit is really good. It's it's so weird and different and creative, but it's really entertaining and it has some heartwarming um situations in it too like it's really good i fuck with it and y'all know i don't know anything about comic books because peacemaker that's that's not just made up for hollywood right that's that was actually a comic book too right yeah okay i know nothing about any of that shit but this was really good so it's is he so he was in the um suicide squad yeah yeah did y'all like the suicide squad i watched it one time don't remember much i just remember thinking i didn't like it Wait, are you talking about the new one or the one that came out back in like 2016? Oh, I didn't even see this most recent one. The one in 2016 with Will Smith. And, well, I don't know if he was in both. So yeah. So no. So the one that came out in 2016 was so bad they rebooted it this past Me. year, and John Cena was in the new one. Oh wait a minute. So there was another one that came out. Yeah, yeah it just the, came out. The last second year. one was much more well received, and the second one was done by James Gunn, who did like Guardians of the Galaxy. So it was a lot more like lighthearted. And John Cena is in that reboot. But okay, so he wasn't in the one I saw then. No. Okay, I knew I wasn't tripping because I did not remember him in it. So was anyone in this one that was in the 2016 one? Isn't Will Smith in the new one? No, I don't believe Harley Quinn is though. I think Harley Quinn is still in the new one. She is, yeah. Like so Harley Quinn is still in there. Um, and then oh, what's her name? Um Oh, the samurai girl? I can't remember. I never saw I've wanted to see the new one. I really had no So wait a minute. So was was so Idris Elba was in the one I saw, right? No. Okay, so Idris Elba's in this one. Viola Davis was in the first one and in this one as well. Yes, that's Viola Davis. Yeah. Pete Davidson's in this one as well. Oh wow. I didn't yeah. I 
Margot Robbie was in the one I saw and this one too. So okay. Yeah, I, I don't know nothing about this one. Sylvester Stallone's in that shit. How old is this motherfucker? God, hey, Lord Jesus. All right, um, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back one last time. We're gonna uh, finish off on a little heist uh, trivia game. So uh, we'll be right back. But. I think that The Rock could be, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, I think The Rock could be just as funny as John Cena is in comedies if The Rock did more of them. But I will say John Cena is fucking great in these comedies, but The Rock doesn't do a lot of comedies, though. No, I think The Rock shines more in action movies. Like, he can do comedies, but... like, And he can do comedies well, but I don't feel like he's ever the best part of any comedy he's in. Okay. Because, I mean, John Cena, fucking great in Trainwreck. He was in Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2. He was great in that. Blockers was fucking hysterical. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. that was and dope as hell. This, the Amy Poehler and Tina Fey movie where he's the drug dealer? Oh, what movie is that? It's like Sisters or something? Yeah, oh, Sisters. Yeah, Sisters. Like He's like in it for three or five minutes and he's just... <laughs> He's also a uh, uh, vacation friends, the Hulu movie that came out last year. And he was hysterical in that. Like John Cena is really good at these at comedy. Like, and I think that's what's really good about um Peacemaker, that it's action and all that, but it's so much comedy in it as well. And that's where I think he shines with he shines with where there's action, but more comedy. Cause he doesn't have a problem laughing at himself either. He's also somebody else that is really good at this celebrity shit. He's really good at being a celebrity and I fucks with that. So yeah, maybe you were, damn, he's going to be in the Fast and Furious 10. Oh God. Oh, Fast and Furious 10 part one. He's also going to be in Fast and Furious 10 part two. Like, come on, don't do it, bro. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of John Cena. I fuck with it. Like he's like, he's following the model of the rock, but like he said, the rock's doing way more action movies. And John Cena is doing way more action comedy and comedy. And I love a shout out to the action comedy movies like the 21 Jump Streets. I love the action comedy. So shout out, shout out to John Cena. Hey, John Cena, we fuck with you, bro. All right. We're going to play a um, oh, real quick before we go to a trivia game. What's like, give me some of your favorite heist movies because I sent the list of some or whatnot. Like, give me some of your favorite heist movies. Inside Man is probably my favorite. Um, Usual Suspects and Ocean's Eleven are my which ones had you which ones had you not seen that you just watched? I just watched The Town in preparation for this. What did you think of it? It was pretty good. Um on a scale of all right, so you giving it an A, B, C, D, F. What are you giving it? I'll give it a solid A minus just because I don't think it was perfect, but it was pretty good. Oh, that's a really good because I'll I'll say a B plus. I love that movie. I think that's a hell of a movie. It's really good. What else is there? What else did you? Uh, let me pull up your list. <laughs> what about you, Keith? There are a few on there that I still have. Like I haven't seen all of Set It Off. I Damn, for real? You included no. Fun with Dick and Jane on there, and I get why. 
it just shows you like if you're gonna be not loose with the notion of what like a heist movie is, it just shows you how widespread it could be. Because like, I mean, it is a heist movie. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, when you <laughs> talked about Inception, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Oh no, yeah, he's right. It is a heist movie. Come on now. So, um, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I grew up with Ocean's Eleven. That movie was always on HBO, and no matter what. Whenever like it was on, I would go grab my dad and be like, "Hey, Dad, H, you know, like HBO is playing Ocean's Eleven. and like we like, got to the point where we could quote most of that. To so you know what's wild is I had never seen any of the Ocean's movies until like I think two like till 2019 when I watched the um, the Ocean's movie when it had the all women cast. Yeah. With Rihanna yeah. and all of them, so that the first Ocean's movie I saw was the all female cast, and then I went back and watched all the others with George Clooney and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, I get it. All of these are dope. I, these are really good. I had no idea about any of them." What you say, Jacory? I've only seen eleven. I didn't see any of the sequels? Yeah, I saw all the other ones, and I'm like, "These are really cool movies." So, and I've realized, damn, I really like heist movies. I like heist movies a lot. So, shout out. Um, a chance to rewatch it, but when I saw it at theaters, like we have it because like Amy saw it at South by when it premiered, but like I rem- I remember just really liking Baby Driver as well. Yeah, I love Baby Driver. Oh, matter of fact, just to go back, Baby Driver, that's my driver in my uh, bank heist. He's my driver. He's gonna put his headphones in and do what he has to do. That movie, I love that movie also because. It wasn't such a dramatic ending where they made it so unrealistic. Like he actually got arrested. Like they made it realistic. So I really fuck with that move. And it just started getting out of control also a little bit when people started dying. And I wasn't expecting all of that as well. So yeah, it might have been the last movie I saw fucking Kevin Spacey in. <laughs> I mean, that and that nine lives movie he did with Jennifer Gardner. Oh, yeah. one minute. One minute. Which movie is that? You said what movie? Nine Lives. Let me look that shit up. I don't even remember that. No. It was like a kids comedy movie. Oh, yeah, that movie. You know, I was thinking of what is the movie with Jacory? What's the dude's name that was in Atlanta and Get Out? Look, he's um, look like he's in a movie. It's a like a, a murder mystery movie. Oh, um, Knives Out. Knives Out. When you said Nine Lives, I thought Knives Out. And oh, no. Mur- but that might be another one we got to do. Murder mystery movies, I fucking love. But Knives yeah. Out is something. Knives Out is such a dope movie, though. But yeah, yeah I was thinking that. movie where Daniel Craig does a southern accent, so that and Logan Lucky. Also, Logan Lucky, fucking heist movie. Great movie. Mm-hmm. It kind of has a weird third act and goes in a different direction. But also, like, again, you got Daniel Craig playing basically, like, southern, but, like, hillbilly Appalachia like southern uh, <laughs> compared to like southern like southern savannah you know southern draw uh, mm-hmm. knives out and so Daniel Craig where he plays like not English is just very good to me <laughs> you right touche touche uh, knives out is a hell of a movie though Logan Lucky is actually really good what isn't Channing Tatum in that he is. It's him and Adam Driver, and they're both very good in it. It's why at one point in time, Channing Tatum was like one of the biggest blockbuster stars at a moment for a good three year span, right? 
he was up there because I mean, like, he was like a weird hybrid of like, oh, I'm good looking ish, but I'm like a, you know, I'm a beefcake and I do action stuff. But they also were like, oh, he's kind of good at comedy too. So, like a John Cena type of guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he was like that. So, um, Keith, what what's some uh, some um, back some heist movies that come to mind for you? Uh, I mean. Fun with Dick and Jane, like we said. I mean, I told you about Ocean's Eleven. Logan Lucky is real, like, is up there with me. Um, I'm not trying to lean too hard on the list you gave. I would need to watch Inside Man. Like, when I saw that in theaters when I was, like, in high school or early college, I really, really enjoyed it. Um... Had y'all seen Good Time with Robert Pattinson? No. Oh, fuck. No. Straight up, that was the first movie that sent me cascading down, like, being like, all right, I can see why people are saying we're in, like, this Robert Pattinson, like, renaissance. That's the movie, yeah, that's the movie I watched. And I was like, oh, I get what people are saying about Robert Pattinson. He was, because most of us, all we knew of him was Twilight, of course. And I watched that movie, totally different person, hell of an actor. And the movie's really, it's by the same people who did the movie with Adam Sandler, where he's the. Uh, yeah, but the they did. This was this was before. So this was like their. First yeah, y'all, it, yeah, it was before that. So so, Jacory, the movie's about Robert Pattinson and his brother, I think, like rob a bank or they try to rob something and they're chasing, trying to get away. His brother has a disability. Um, actually, let me look it up. He has like a he has a like a, he's mentally disabled and him and his brother try to rob a place and his brother gets caught. So now the rest of the movie is about Robert Pattinson trying to like get him free from the police and all that and going through everything. And Robert Pattinson is so fucking good in this movie. Like it's it's really dope. It shocked me. I didn't know he was such a good actor and it made me become a fan of him and look up just look up shit about him. But good time. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it was. But it came out in 2017, dope-ass movie. And it's by the same two brothers who did the uh, ended up doing the movie with Adam Sandler, where he's like the gambler and a jeweler. Huh? Uncut Gems. Yeah, Uncut Gems. So those two brothers also did that movie. And the guy who played Robert Pattinson's brother is one of those brothers as well. He plays in that movie. So that's a really good fucking movie. So just throwing it out there, it was a uh, that was a good movie. All right, let's do some trivia. Um, Keegan, you got the first question. Oh fuck! I'm so excited. I'm just so excited about I this. See that smirk. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So this is guess that movie. All right. Uh, Mid '90s film about four close friends in Los Angeles, California. Okay, who plan to execute a bank robbery, each doing so for different reasons. To achieve better, don't interrupt me, motherfucker. Um, to achieve better for themselves and their families. One of the bank robbers was a bank teller at the beginning of the film, fired because she recognized one of the bank robbers who robbed her bank. What is this movie? <clears throat> don't let go. <laughs> Have a right to lose control. Don't. It set it off like I'm. I know I'm white, but you know, 
then I know I'm going to know that, man. I'm saving this part right here, and this is going to be the clip that I'm posting on social media. And Will one knows how much in general I love that song, bro. I might, I have to, I hope I have that video on my phone still because I'm going to put that in with this and post it on there. Like when I ask the question, and then I'm gonna stop the clip and add you in there singing that when we was doing karaoke. Jacory, I was a bottle of wine deep in on that. Bruh, this nigga Keegan was killing. I don't, Jacory, do you even know this song, Don't Let Go, off the Set It Off soundtrack? Maybe I've heard it before, but the title doesn't ring a bell. It's um, it's In Vogue. You know, you know who In Vogue is, right? I know In Vogue, Will. Okay. So In Vogue, they sung Don't Let Go off the Set It Off soundtrack. And Keegan knows this song word for word, and it came on karaoke one night, and he sung it with his chest out. He was in fucking love with this song. And I pray, I'm praying to God. I still have this video oh, somewhere. Okay. This one? Yes, that one. Yes. Uh, cut it off also so they don't yeah. uh, end my podcast for playing that in here. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> so, yeah, that song. And Keegan sung that song word for word. And that's why I had to ask him that question. Because <laughs> that is his jam. All right. Um, all right, Ja'Cory. Number two. A middle-class couple... Resort to robbery when the husband's employer goes bankrupt and tries to frame him for the schemes. <laughs> fun, fun with Dick and Jane. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie too, but I wouldn't call it a heist movie. But I guess technically it is. But I, yeah, I love that movie. That's, it, it is a heist movie. They are her heisting and shit. Then like the the middle part to the towards the end, and they heisting and shit. I watched that movie. Actually, I watched that uh, Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz night and day movie on a Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I watched <laughs> Fun with Dick and Jane. And those was two really good days that I spent celebrating my birthday watching those two movies. So shout out to Jim Carrey and Fun with Dick and Jane, you motherfuckers. All right, <clears throat> Keegan. A former criminal has to disguise himself as a detective to retrieve a diamond he hid before he went to prison. Name this movie. <laughs> Oh, that's um, that's Blue Streak. You know, I didn't think he was gonna get that that easy to be honest. I saw that in theaters, man. I did too. I definitely saw that. Theater. That scene where he's like going around in the the uh, the vents and he sees like the other detective like putting like Preparation H on or something. Yeah, Preparation H. <laughs> Jacory, do you have you seen that movie? No. You haven't seen Blue Streak? Do you know what we're talking about though? Nah, but isn't Martin Lawrence in that movie? Yes, it's a Martin Lawrence movie. Like, so he's at the beginning, it shows him with his friends, they're bank robbers. Uh, they steal a diamond, and he knows he's about to get caught. And he has the diamond and whatever in the ceiling or whatnot. He goes to prison for a couple of years and he gets out, goes to the place. And now and before it was just like construction and stuff, and then it's a police, uh police station. Oh. And uh Dave Chappelle's actually in this movie. Hmm. Oh, as yeah, well, shit, he is. And he beats Dave Chappelle's ass in this movie as well. So yeah, a young Dave Chappelle. I went to the movies. I went also went to the movies to uh, see that. I'm pretty oh, sure Dave he came out his ass beat in a lot of movies in the nineties. Dave, Dave Chappelle got beat by two big time comedians. Can you name the other comedian he got beat up by? The other I one was Eddie Murphy in the Nutty Professor. In the Nutty Professor. <laughs> what song was he singing? Ooh. I don't remember that. 
Well, I'm not going to answer, and I'm going to let the people have to guess. <laughs> it's a song by Minnie Ripperton. I'm going to just say oh, that. Loving You? There you go. Loving You. All right. Uh, where are we on, uh, Ja'Cory? <clears throat> An elaborate... You probably won't get this one now. An elaborate bank heist on Wall Street over a 24-hour period where the robbers take hostages with some of the robbers faking as hostages while the bank's founder calls on a power broker to keep something in his safe deposit box protected from the rapper, uh, rappers, robbers. Name this movie. Inside Man. It's a little easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because we've seen these. I'm a little upset. Should have made it a little bit more difficult. Uh, Keegan, a group of hardworking guys find out they've fallen victim to their wealthy employer's Ponzi scheme so they conspire to rob his high-rise residence. Name this it's movie. A, this Tower Heist, isn't it? <sighs> yes. Na- you know, name some people who's in this movie since this shit's so fucking <laughs> easy. Name some people in that movie? Yes. Yeah, like this Eddie Murphy and Matthew Broderick and isn't Alan Alda the bad guy? All right, we get it, nigga. God dang it. <laughs> All right, Ja'Cory. A group of robbers find their plans being foiled by a hardworking detective while their friend who just got a, got out of jail is busy scheming behind their back. I have more hints for this, but I'm wanting to make this harder now. Yeah, that is a little bit harder. Can you say that again? A group of robbers find their plans being foiled by a hardworking detective while their friend who just got out of jail is busy scheming behind their back. I don't know this one. Came out in 2010, 2010. Zoe's. Never mind. I had a guess, but then you said 2010. Never mind. Yeah, it came out in 2010. They're professional bank robbers. Is it What was you going to say, Keegan? What did Corey say? I said, is it Takers? What was you going to say? Is it what? The town. No. Jacory got it. It's Takers. Oh, okay. Have you seen that movie, Keegan? That's the movie I found out that uh, Idris Elba had an English accent. I was shocked. (laughs) I had no idea. I, I was shocked and dismayed. Flabbergasted. I had no idea. All right. You know what? We're going to ask this last one. Hopefully this one's harder. Probably not. Four women have to settle their dead husband's debt so they conspire to forge their own future. Oh, may have, may have got him. Is that dead presidents? Nope. Oh, that's First Wives Club, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a police shootout and it leaves all four men dead. So now their their wives have to fit like oh, their wives. Shit. Okay. I know what it is now. Corey, do you have even a guess? It, it, Liam Neeson's in this one as well. I don't know if he's looking for black men to beat up with a baseball bat though, but he's in it. I don't know. You got it, Keegan? What is it? Uh widows, right? Widows. You ain't seen that before? Do you know what movie we're talking about? I've never heard of it. 
Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, Liam Neeson, Colin Farrell. So the movie is literally at the beginning. It's four men who are bank robbers and they appear to get blown up and killed or whatnot. And then there's like someone that comes to collect their debt that they owe. And so now the wives of these men have to figure out how to pay these guys back so they conspire a plan to start robbing or whatnot. And you, uh, spoiler alert, then you come to find out. So Viola Davis is married to Liam Neeson, which is actually wild to think about because he was trying to find black men to beat up. But you come to find out at the end, he's actually alive and had done all this shit conspiring or whatnot. So, yeah, these women come together. It's like a different... It's also like really intertwined into like Chicago politics and yes, class and race and stuff. Colin Farrell's in it. Um, What's his name from Get Out? Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is in it. Um, and he's like super fucking like, I mean, like, there's a lot of good performances. I was like, it was still, I still enjoyed it. I was a little disappointed in it, but that was just more for like what the twist and the end was. But there's a lot to take away from it in terms of like, storytelling and like especially like a lot of creative stuff that they do yeah i liked it i did like it a lot but also like he's i was a little disappointed i liked it a lot but i was still kind of disappointed and old dude uh what's his name from at uh from atlanta is in it the rapper um brian tyree henry yeah yeah he's in that movie which when i found out he was english also i was a little disappointed i'm like this nigga brian tyree henry is not english He's not. He got an accent. He's from North Carolina. Is he? Hold on one minute. Nah, I heard this nigga with an accent, bro. Nah, he might have put on an accent for something else he was doing. Okay, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. And, and that nigga must have been good at that accent then. I was shocked. Okay, never mind. He plays an Atlanta rapper very good because he seems like an Atlanta nigga very much so. So, Keegan, have you ever ridden around, uh, drove around the neighborhood with a baseball bat looking for a black man to uh, beat up for whatever reasons? It doesn't matter the reasons. Just have you ever done that? No. Okay. I was just wondering. You seem like the type. (laughs) I'm really, I'm going to have to figure out a way to chop up all these episodes and find all the small parts where we make it seem like Keegan's racist very Charlottesville, tiki torch carrying, January 6th rioting, hacking into the mainframe type of person. We have to figure out a way. Because I need people to think that you are racist. And people never believe it. But I'm going to find a way to make people think you're racist. No, just, uh, just, like, you know, just edit it all together and then you can just interview Chelsea. And, uh, <laughs> that could be a That could be a thing. If anything, I just hope you edit it together so poorly where it's like clearly like Oh, my vegan Malcolm and I hate <laughs> like we in like different environments and clothes and like with different hair and we need that for the culture. Um, all right, we're gonna end this here. Um, Keeks, you're about to be a father. What's um what what what's the biggest thing on your mind about about to become a father? Uh money. <laughs> Okay. We've been planning for it. And I mean, like, we were obviously trying. So it's not like it was a new thing. Hold on, wait a minute. I'm sorry. This man got crumbs in his beard. Like, (laughs) (laughs) whatever, man. Let me eat my like tortilla chips in peace. No, but what's the, what's the biggest thing in your mind? You guys have a kid. It's your first kid. 
shit crazy. It is. I mean, I think once we finally get to the end of the semester and like I'm, I'm like like focusing only on that, I think it's really gonna be hitting me. But I hey, like we're I think we're in like a good enough situation. Like my mom is with us. Uh like even with the jobs we got, the fact that we are both like basically taking two months off and then are gonna be able to still like work part-time, but still like do all like I mean you know, like we're, we're we're certainly real privileged and lucky to to do that because I mean I'm not sure if people realize, but like America might not be the best place in terms of like maternity and paternity leave. Um, you know, like you know, little known, little known fact, yeah, uh, little known. But I mean, it's I don't think it's a big deal because like we've already decided our baby isn't gonna cry. Um, oh, oh, that's good. You already made that decision. Yeah, no, like I, I'm just I'm always surprised like people like don't just do that. But just tell them, hey, stop crying. It's really that yeah. like par- parents out here that be complaining and tired and shit. Just tell your baby, stop crying. Yeah. Like, uh, so, I mean, our child isn't going to cry. They're, you know, they're going to be real good. They're going to be walking, talking by like six, eight months, you know, you know, when- on a scale, on a scale of one to 10 with 10, with 10 being white as shit, how white are you going to raise your baby? <laughs> Hmm. I mean, there's obviously going to be like elements to it. I mean, like, I think anyone who knows me and my wife, like, that baby's going to be white. That baby's going to be translucent just because of, you know, just our, you know, backgrounds. But, you know, like, I think every now and then, I think that's the benefit of Will and I's friendships is every now and then I'll come out and I'll be like, wait, like, you know, in Vogue, wait, like, no, Keegan, you saw Soul Plane, like, you, like, all these things, and... You know, in Vogue, you know, in Vogue and Soul Plane. I'll, like, I'll I'll surprise you every now and then, but, like, I think on a solid, like, I think our, I mean, like, I think our baby's gonna be a solid 8 out of 10, but it's gonna be, like, the fun 8 out of 10, like, we ain't gonna be, like, we're not gonna be incorporated, like, the Karen element, so we ain't going to be incorporating any of these, like, upper-class, like, white finance things or, or shit like that. Good to hear. Good to hear. I mean, that is until, like, Amy and I reach a level of socioeconomic income and then <laughs> naturally, of course, be, uh, you know, pulling our child out of these leftist indoctrination factors. They'll be going to a fundamentalist private school for education. Uh, will they will will the baby know when, as they get older every word to uh what's the white people's theme song that y'all jam to all the time um oh, mr brightside yes no baby. there you go will they know all the words to mr brightside uh yes my my child eleanor will will know that word no they know all the words to any green day songs see it's mm, they'll they'll know some because when I, School man, when American Idiot came out, I uh, straight up listened to, to that CD enough to the where like the CD skipped. Well, I've been there before. That so, was me with uh, that was me with Jay Z, the Blueprint. I played that so much that the CD started skipping. So uh, shout out to raising your baby white, but not that white. Hey yeah. Keegan, you should let me and Will name your baby. Uh, we'll tell you what. How about if we have a second one? We can give. We can. You can make some. <laughs> so keep, keep some ideas in mind. We've already decided on a name. It's going to be Eleanor Quinn. 
Eleanor Quinn Malcolm. That baby's going to read or write books, let me tell you. Um, Your baby is going to be 56 years old, <laughs> like, very quick. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned, because, like, one of the names we probably got into the top 10 um, was actually Daphne. And, you know, naturally, you know who I'm thinking of. You remember? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yes. And you she, know, was old as, she was old Daphne as hell. Talking about Daphne from Scooby-Doo. All right, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, you know who Daphne yeah. is. Yeah. Now, actually, I don't know if Jaquari knows Daphne. That I, used to, I don't know who Daphne is. No, a little white girl that worked for us, 19-year-old dating a 32-year-old man. Um, oh, I was already gone by the time she, she got We there. hired her just after him. Damn, I forgot about that, like, old guy. I, I truly forgot about that old guy she dated. Damn. Uh, but she was straight up an old soul. She was very sheltered, but also, like, she would, like, crochet and knit at the desk. She was very, like, she was very capable and very good. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, man, I truly did forget about, like, her dating that guy, though. <laughs> and he had, he had, like, he had two daughters already. And he wasn't permitted to leave the state of Georgia because he was on probation. I really did. For, wow. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't end up with him, thankfully. But uh, thank God, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Keegan, hear me out. <laughs> if your second child, if you have a son, you have to. This is going to be so funny. Throw everyone off by naming your child Muhammad. <laughs> All right, now that's fair. All right, bet, bet. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad, yeah, we'll just go with Muhammad Martin Malcolm. There we go. Bro, that is a black ass name, Muhammad Martin Malcolm, bro. Oh my god, <laughs> it's white. That, imagine him. Imagine you having a son. He's like twelve. They sitting in class. They doing attendance. They going through the names. Jennifer Martin, uh, Casey Malcolm, uh, Muhammad <laughs> Martin Malcolm, and the white kid here. And everybody's looking around like, and the substitute teachers, substitute teachers like, um, all right, quit playing. Where's Muhammad? Where's Muhammad? That's me. <laughs> I, you have to, Keegan. Like, if y'all, before you, you get to, before you get your vasectomy, you have to do it. No, nope, the idea has been imprinted. It got a laugh. It's uh, it's there. It's there. I'm gonna I'm gonna store that one away for you, Jacory. You you got to do it, and I will truly appreciate that because your son deserves that king. Your son deserves that king. All right, we're coming up at the end of the episode. <laughs> we just babbling now, so I know we never at the end. Um, all right, we need. We need you all to give some advice from the culture. We need some some good advice, a thorough word to go into the weekend because we dropping this on a Friday afternoon. So what's a good word to go into the weekend on? Don't let police search your car without a warrant. And <laughs> if you're brought in for questioning, don't say anything. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Start over. Say that again. <laughs> okay. So don't let police search your car without a warrant. Okay. And if you're brought in for questioning, don't say anything without a lawyer in the room. Okay, that's good advice for the weekend. Uh, mine. And remember, you have one more Will Smith joke left, so you can use it now. <laughs> that's okay, I appreciate that. Um, my, I was going to go in a different direction with my joke. Uh, 
but you should always trust institutions of power. And uh, Donald Trump did nothing wrong. Like, is, is, <laughs> uh, just remember that don't judge like your life as a comparison to anyone else's. Shut up, you coward, you mother, you bitch, salt <laughs> ass mother. Not to, <laughs> just like, regardless of like where you think you should be in life, comparison to like anyone else, don't like, don't like do any of those comparisons because it's only going to be negative and that everyone's going to have like that different type of path and that different type of track. So, and none of it matters at the end of the day. Well, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to be like under the water in 50 years anyway. So, and also, I'm going to tell y'all, don't let nobody slap the shit out of you in front of a bunch of white people. Don't you dare let nobody slap the shit out of you in front of a bunch of white people. Um, so, yeah, it's been another hour of the chicken and liquor hour. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be safe and have a fucking great weekend, you motherfuckers. Be blessed.